It's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Today is February 27th, 2023, the 100th anniversary of the arrival on the planet of the magnificent Dexter Gordon. We are celebrating. If you didn't hear parts one and two, go check them out first. But if you did, here we go. Eric Person is with me. This is it, man. We're maxing. We are on 10. This is as good as it gets. All right, enjoy. That's the way that one rolls out. Sticky Wicket. Kind of makes you wish you could hear the rest of that song, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have more. We have more. So that was the uh, last of that set. That was the whole thing. You heard every little shred of it um, from the club Subway in Köln, West Germany, March of 1978. And this is a scant Two years later, still uh, the same month of March, the 22nd, 1980. So two years and two weeks, exactly, actually. So now we're at the Frühjahrs Jazz Festival. I think that means Spring spring Jazz Fest in Vienna. Um, Audimax to you, I think. I that That's the name of the venue, I think. This is the mm. uh, maybe the technical university in Vienna. Mm. And uh, so that's the name of the venue. And more importantly, it's Dexter Gordon playing the tenor saxophone, joined now by Kirk Leitze, who was another one of his stalwart players during these years. Uh, I heard him with Dexter with Kirk Leitze. John Hurd on the bass. Eddie Gladden on the drums. Again, he's Eddie Gladden, the only holdover from that previous tour. Mm. And uh, so heavy hitters once again. Heavy hitters, yeah. Eric, you called for this set. Mm-hmm. Something is reaching out and grabbing you. It's you or no one. And Well, fly- that's sweet of you to say, but let's talk about Dexter Gordon. <laughs> the song, It's You or No One and Fried Bananas. I'm looking forward to hearing those two in particular. I, I first heard uh, as a young musician studying the music, uh, I, I first heard Dexter's version of that. Uh, on Blue Note Records, and um, it was killer. So I always, I was, I always loved that song just from hearing him play it. All right, I, if I wanted to sound smart, I would have looked this up before I went ahead and opened my mouth on the radio. But fried bananas, if I'm not mistaken, talk about stuff you remember hearing as a young man, was on Live at Montreux. Yes, with Woody. With Woody. That's and that's they smoked that one. Unbelievable. Um, Slide Hampton. Yes. I mean, they used to play that on. <laughs> long time New Yorkers remember hearing that song on WRVR. That was hmm. definitely in rotation. Okay. Yeah. I mean that 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 set. Uh, it was it was it was so many really good performances. Um. Woody playing, I think, Moon Train. Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. Look at this. You and me have been listening to music together 40 years. I don't know if we've ever talked about that record. That, that, I I actually, I went to the library and discovered that. And then, um, when I, when I was eight, when I, I don't know how I found it again, I had to buy it. So I, I think I got Uh actually. I think I got both sets or something like that at home. Yeah, was it was that a two LP set? 
I think it was. I think it actually came out to be four records. Oh, so okay. Two separate releases, but yeah, four four albums. Killing, yeah. killing, yeah. and that fried bananas like way up tempo. Mm-hmm. See, why don't they do that anymore? There's no all star groupings no more. I know a lot of guys have passed away. That's that's a problem, but. Well, I think, I think you know the answer to that. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to me that you that appeals to you. Is that something that you, if somebody called you about that, would you would that be more interesting to you than doing a date with your own group, or what would you think? I mean, you think, I think it's a good way to develop the audience, or what do you think? Uh. I just think that um, the mystery factor is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you get like all these, like these these great different star players together, and they find a common ground. Yeah, but but you could tell that th- that was like something else because those tunes they this it wasn't just playing blues. Those are some real difficult tunes. So, yeah, they they all said, "Hey, man, let's do something. Let's do your tune, Fried Bananas." You know, Woody knew it. Oh yeah, Sly Hampton knew it. You know, yeah. So either they had a great rehearsal, or those were just tunes that they knew. But it wasn't it wasn't no sellout. Oh yeah, we just let's just do do a blues. You know, it's, you know it was. Yeah. I like that. You know, they came together, worked worked it out, and you know found the common ground. But yeah. But but what I'm saying is like um, you never see that anymore. You know, like that these cats are intentionally put together. These five all star right. jazz guys. Yeah. Y'all okay? You guys make it work. Yeah, you got. Maybe you need to bring it back. That might be your next call. Who should I have? Well, you and I both know musicians who might get calls related to that from time to time and say, man, I put this band together, I rehearsed this band, I toured this band, I recorded this band, because that's what I want to do. Why do they want me to do this other thing? That's not, it's mm. not going to sound good, We've never, we don't really know each other, but um, I don't know, maybe it's time to... I'm more rough in time. <laughs> I like it, I like I, it. I, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Make it happen, man. Yeah. Make it uh, happen. Well, how am I going to make it happen? Okay. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, <laughs> I actually been thinking about something like that. I like you know? it. I'd go see that. Yeah, yeah. And man, you know, those people who were there at Montreux, they mm-hmm. caught lightning in a bottle that yeah. night. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, let's see what happens here in Vienna. I think it's a, it's a university gig. Mm-hmm. And um, all right, we should dive right in. It is the Dexter Gordon centennial anniversary 24-hour broadcast here on WKCR. We are WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1, WKCR.org, if you found us there. And I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Eric Persons here with me. We're going, we're here till 9 p.m. The program's rolling on through at least to midnight. So uh, right now, we are exploring some recordings from the KCR archives. And this one, this is the top of the set. So you got here, you're right in the right place at the right time uh, okay let me interject yes. so the place where they're playing is called automax 2 and that's the technical university in vienna austria ah okay the technical mu- uh, technical uh 
Yeah, technical university in What Vienna. kind of when you you've done universities in Europe? Mm-hmm. In what kind of crowd do you get at those places? Can you characterize them or just No, they are they're, they're all great. But but do you remember when I um well, do you you might not be on that tour. You, know, you weren't on that tour, but when I was when I played with Shannon and we played at some university and uh actually Bobby McFerrin opened for us and then we came out but since it was a university it was like some lockers backstage I guess it was some classroom or something that they probably held back there too and it was it was a white coat a lab coat so I wore the lab coat I came out people went mad they went crazy because actually I, I think I remember I let I let Shannon and everybody go out first Oh, and, and so yeah. when I came out, I had on the lab coat. People were crazy because <laughs> they know, man. They got the yeah. reference. Yeah. That's the boy. Yeah. Um, I remember doing a university gig like that with you in Stuttgart. You got you got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I could remind you. You would. I could make you. You, you know. You know. It's funny the stuff that you do remember, <laughs> yeah. and then some stuff that you don't remember. And then people be like, "You remember? You know? And you said this, and then and then this other guy said this too, and then you all looked at each other funny, <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was grand. It was big. You all was you all. No, I don't even. And then the stuff you do remember, right? I think. I think sometimes it's like, what. What what gives you a mo- an emotional jolt? That's the stuff that you remember. Some kind of if it triggers you emotionally, then you remember right. it. Right. If it, if it if it doesn't, then it might just be like yeah, smoking the wind. Maybe it's not even that you forgot, but that you really just weren't paying attention in the moment when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true too. Yeah. Should I tell my story about meeting Dexter Gordon? Oh yeah. You want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I wanted to interview him. He, that was KCR, and I reached out. I got in touch, and um, couldn't get him to come up to the station. But he was playing at what was then um, uh, he was playing at Lincoln Center at uh, Avery Fisher Hall. It was called mm-hmm. at the time. You might you might remember the place. And they invited me to come and interview him backstage. And um, so I went down there, went in the artist entrance, and, you know, I knew I'd seen him perform a couple of times, and, you know, he's a stylish guy. And, uh, you know, I wanted to look good. I put on my one button-down shirt. and I <laughs> One button roll. <laughs> I had almost all the buttons. <laughs> I put a tie on, tie my mom gave me. And... Uh, I, you know, snake it around backstage. It's kind of confusing back there. And I found the dressing room he's in. I walk in the dressing room, and he's in there with a um, couple people, not too many people. I think there were two other people, and he was there with Bobby Short, hmm. who was not on the bill. And this is in the middle of the afternoon. It's like before sound check time. So they must have been big buds. They were friends. Hmm. And, uh, and I introduced myself, and Dexter was very nice. He was very gracious said hello and he, he introduced me to Bobby Short now uh, maybe there's probably people who don't maybe don't remember Bobby Short but he wasn't known as a jazz musician he was like the society 
pianist. He always Mr. played. Mr. Algonquin. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> he was a little, kind of that old school, mm-hmm. and he played uh, on the Upper East Side. And Didn't he play at the Algonquin forever? He played at the... Um, uh, what's the name of the place? Um, on the Upper East Side. Um, Plaza? No. Uh, I'll think of it. In the, was it the King Cole Room? At, uh, it's one of the big hotels okay. on the Upper East Side. And um, so, yeah, so he introduced me, introduced me to Bobby Short, who was kind of on the small side, and Dexter's 6'6". Six, six, and Bobby Short looks at me before I could say anything. He goes, is that a knit tie you're wearing? And I was wearing, nobody wore knit ties. My mom gave me this burgundy knit tie. And... And Dexter goes, we always wore knit ties. Remember, Bobby? He goes, oh, yeah, back in the 40s, you weren't dressed if you weren't wearing a knit tie. And they were both they were both loving this knit tie. And I was, uh, <laughs> they, they were like having their own conversation. And I tried to get this interview going. And you asked me if I had it here. I, maybe we can wade through the archives and see if we can find it. It wasn't that much of an interview, I have to admit. But Dexter Gordon was so gracious. Hmm. And, um, you know, I I don't know what questions I wanted to ask him. And um, probably would have seemed ridiculously naive to him. But he made me feel like I was one of the crew, hanging out with him and Hmm. Bobby Short, and they're talking about you know, the way they dressed in the 40s and like Mm. I had any possible role in (laughs) being able to measure up with them. But um, it was was a treat. He was great, gracious, and grand. You should have came in with a wool tie. (laughs) Maybe. I should have. What would have been, my whole life would have been different if I'd worn a bolo or a (laughs) cravat. Some sort, <laughs> string <don't> tie. <laughs> no, they would have talked bad about that's you. That's true. That's true. That wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I had one string tie my whole life, and I, and it just didn't feel right. I felt yeah. naked. I gotta pull that knit tie out. I'm gonna <laughs> next time I see you, I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it. I still have it. I'm sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, it was it was a treat. He was uh, he. There was. There are a lot of musicians I admire. Regular listeners to the show have heard me talk reverentially about a lot of players, present company included. But Dexter Gordon just had a a glimmer about him. Regal. Regal, yes. Yeah. I would say he could have been a movie star. He was a movie star. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen yeah. Round Midnight, I'm not going to give an unalloyed glowing review of it, but... For the chance to watch Dexter Gordon strut around the screen, well worth your time. I mean, he got an he got an Academy Award for he it. He right? did. He was definitely nominated. Did he? I think he maybe he did win. Yeah, or the movie did or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might have actually got it. We'll we'll look it up. It might have been actually got a, a few Academy Awards because I think Herbie got it for. I think he did the uh, score. Yeah. I remember what Dexter wore to the Academy Awards. He looked, yeah. he looked sharp. You yeah. have to. You know it. Yeah. All right, so let's head over to the Automax at uh, TU at Vienna, March of 1980. Dexter Gordon 
accompanied by Kirk Leitze, John Hurd, and Eddie Gladden. It is Dexter Gordon Radio on WKCR. I gotta wake up this.
was going to do that How Are Things in Glockamora. I knew that was coming. I don't know how. Did he do that on the uh, Live at Montreux version? Which one? That, that How Are Things in Glockamora quote oh, I don't that he know. just threw in there. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. Anyway, uh, that is Dexter Gordon, of course, because today is the centennial of his birth, 100 years ago today. Yeah, it's great. Big triumph. Yes, we are celebrating the right way, playing his music, nothing but 24 hours on Mitch Goldman. Great, great joy in my life having Eric Person here in the studio with me. Yes. And Eric, I always find myself saying this at this juncture. Time just flew by, man. Flew by, like even more than usual. It really did. Something different was in the air. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. Well, it's a treat for me because uh, I've always been, I don't know if it comes through hearing me talk about it, something something other, something very special and different about Dexter Gordon. Yeah. Always for me mm-hmm. as a fan and uh, I'm feeling it tonight. He was playing the meat. Yes, yes, he was. He was chewing all the meat off the bone. Like like uh, the great Joe Charles, drummer from St. Louis, who was uh, very influential and actually um, inspired Elvin Jones. Ah, okay. And uh, he used to say, all meat, no fat. <laughs> Did you play with him? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, he was—he—he's actually the first guy who turned me on to playing duo, saxophone wow, and drums. Yeah, actually, my my CD duo scope, it—I uh, I dedicated it to him. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. About that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, Dexter Gordon, you know, and he's really such a singular character in so many ways. And uh, thinking about him as where that puts him, the fact that this is his centennial. That period of time, there's a lot of interesting players who would be turning 100 now. Mm-hmm. This time next week, we'll be celebrating West Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a little jarring thinking of those two being born within a week of each other. And yet, that's the case. But, um, you know, I think he was around early enough to be part of a lot of the development of the music. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, made it out to live long enough to to also see a lot of the modernization and mm-hmm. how the music evolved and not just see it and hear it but participate in it and drive it yeah and yeah. i think we heard a little bit of that it's an interesting moment too listening to him in this late 70s early 80s period mm-hmm. and just from this th- last three hours i mean he's in his creativity's in full flower his vocabulary his command of the instrument is uh, just the whole package. Is he had just... a unique rhythmic approach. Oh my goodness! And and he played the whole horn without without going all high and stuff. But yeah, he played not... the whole horn. Yeah, yeah. Like when, a lot of times we think of playing the whole horn, the guy got to be playing five octaves. No, but he actually played the meat of the saxophone. The 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 fuller range of the instrument, you know, and that's that's gutsy playing, you know, 
And then he, he also um, played a lot of uh, really, no matter what the tempo, he actually played a lot of beautiful things. That's that's what's very exceptional about him. It's like he it didn't matter if, if the tune was fast. He would play something that was actually beautiful in it, you know? He He's a, always a melodist. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, there's always the, the pop tunes. You know, here's a name. We've mentioned Coltrane a number of times tonight, very mm-hmm. fittingly, I think. A name we haven't mentioned is Sonny Rollins, which is equally uh, as much of a crossover there, maybe more so in a way, mm-hmm. I think, in... Um, his approach to melody, his his uh, the quoting, you know, mm-hmm. so many things that I think they they shared. Yeah, more than I thought about at the time when I was going and hearing them both playing. But I'm hearing so much of it in this but, tonight. But but for me, Sonny was he he filled up he filled up way more space than um, Dexter. Yes, you know, yeah, Dexter Dexter's kind of an architect. You know, he's going to leave some room and you can mm-hmm. look through into the next room yeah. and out the window and see that mountain range beyond. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Not not afraid. You know, fr- fearless, you know, and not afraid to uh, let his idea you know, register with the listener. You know, you know. I played it. So what do you think? Yeah. Eric, I'm so glad I invited you along tonight. Yeah. Thank you for coming too. through. Yeah. No, it's great. Always it's it's always great. Um like I say you ought to you ought to run a, do a count and see <laughs> how many I've done actually of these deep folks. Cut you open and count the rings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are in Vienna. It's March of nineteen eighty. Once again the rhythm section of Kirk Lightsey, John Heard, Eddie Gladden. We heard it's you or no one. Fried bananas. Now there's Two tracks left. We only have time for one of them. Either we're going to go uptown with blues up and down, or we're going to take that rhythm downtown with more than you know, and you're going to tell us which. We're doing blues up and down. I love it. I this, think this is the first blues of the night, right? As in, There's yeah. been a lot of like blues around the blues, towards the blues. No, but but I mean, as far like as playing the, a straight-up blues, yeah. yeah. And Dexter, man, he's going to grab onto this mm. thing. You're going to hear it. Uh, there's a killing Kirk Lightsey solo in here. There's uh, this, this, this is meaty. This is big. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we're going to say goodnight, but uh, we're going to keep on listening to Dexter Gordon right on up through midnight. And it's been a great pleasure. I just want to thank you for coming along with us. And ericperson.com. Ericperson.com. What's coming up? Anything you got to? Oh, yeah. I, I got I got some uh, stuff. This year is going to be a big year because I got a new. I got a, I'm actually going to re-release my CD, uh, Rhythm Edge. Yeah. And uh, a lot of gigs coming up with Person to Person. That's me and Houston Person together. And I'm hopeful that this will be the year I release uh, a recording playing the music of Ronald Shannon Jackson. Yes. So keep an eye out. E-R-I-C P-E-R-S-O-N EricPerson.com Yes, EricPerson.com and I'm on all the platforms so, you know, Spotify and and, uh, Bandcamp. Yes. Check out stuff, listen, get it, you know. 
Thanks again. Thank you yeah. for coming through. Thanks, Mitch. All right. Well, we're going to leave you with, uh, well, we're not, we're leaving. Music's staying. Dexter's, Dexter's going to hang around for a while. It's Dexter Gordon Radio on WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD, WKCR dot O-R-G.